0: Good morning, all seasons. It is so good to see you in the house of the Lord. Uh, let me just reiterate one last time. Next week is our last uh week of me pushing promoting It'll just be sitting on the desk from here on, so I'll be through uh, being whoever you call those people that's trying to uh, do do the advertisement you know uh, so it, it this is our last week as we push toward uh our settling in on our our campaign to build camp cypress and and all of us committing what we can i appreciate i know they got a rummage sale coming up so some people that's just like look i'm just giving some of my stuff away and just just let them sell it and do that and i'm I'm thankful for whatever everybody's doing when we do one of these and i I know it seems like you know it's like wow this is tough but it's been eight years since we built this i mean it's it's not like we do this every two years so uh some of y'all should have a few more things collected in your closet by now you should be you should be ready to go. You should be like, yeah, it's time to clean out. It's time to get, get some stuff unloaded. So just pray about. Uh, they'll have people as you walk out today that'll still have these in their hand. And if you haven't got one and just want to take it with you next this week, pray about it as you bring it next week. And whatever God uh, lays on your heart, that's it. It's not. I'm not pressuring you. I'm not. I told you the greatest thing all seasons can do is just pray that God blesses our church and our jobs and all that we do. And if we become faithful in our giving, our tithes, we've never had to beg for a dollar and we're never planning on ever having to beg for anything. So as God blesses us as individuals and our jobs and what we do, then we're going to be fine. It's just how quick we can get there, how how fast we can finish it. Um, And so between you and all the pastors I've been seeing, and thank you for your prayers. I had two more stops yesterday and... Uh, and Friday night and, and yesterday and so I got to talk with another 20 or 30 more pastors and just just sharing everything so I've got one more group to meet with here I think the 6th the Tuesday afternoon in April uh, so that's my last one with all the pastors and then so just be in prayer continually that, that a lot of these guys will just really get a heart for what we're doing for their kids most of them just can't believe that, that we're taking this on uh, most of them just they're just like I mean, they're just amazed that that somebody would you know care about their kids and care about something enough to to make a sacrifice themselves and and uh and so we, i I'm proud of you and I'm proud of what we're doing and uh we we won't know until years from now all the lives that we touch we We won't even have a any idea nobody looked back on me when I was in camp sixteen eighteen year old messed up kid. You know, listening to prints on my jukebox, and, and uh, I don't think anybody ever thought at that time that kid would ever amount to anything. And so uh, God has a wonderful way of doing things. So thank you as you continue to pray about that. Uh, if you're turning your Bibles with me, let's go to Psalms 32 and 4. Psalms 32 and 4. <sighs> there are two seasons I do not like. There are two seasons I love. I love spring, and I love fall. I love the weather. I love the activities. I love everything about those seasons. I love it because, as we've studied before, we went through winter. That was the other one I don't like. I don't like winter. But spring brings, as we learned last week, the promises of all that God wants to do. Spring brings a promise of what's fixing to happen in our lives. Spring brings this excitement of, of man, we're fixing to do this. It's like last, last October and, and, and when we started to plan for all the camp and stuff and we were doing it and all of a sudden it was like, man, we're going to do this thing. Wow, this is exciting. This is Then all of a sudden spring turns into summer and then it's like, Oh, are we ever going to get there? Is it ever going to I'm I'm about to lose I'm about ready just to quit and give up and, and just because summer has that long tendency. And here's what the Bible says in Psalms 32 and 4. The David is writing about it and he describes a season of his life this way. Listen to how he says this. There we go. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven forever, who his sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity and whose spirit there is no deceit. When, when I kept silent, my bones grew old through my, through my groaning all the day long. That's what it says. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of what? Summer. He said, The only way I can describe what I'm going through right now in this season of my life is, he says, those hot days of summer that you just don't seem to get enough rain, it doesn't seem to have anything happening. It, the best way I can describe my life, he said right now, is that I'm in a summer, just a drought of summer. It doesn't rain enough. There's not enough excitement. I just, I'm just looking for the next glass of water. I'm just trying to get through. See, summer is unique in its own way. The other seasons, you expect them. You see them coming. If if it's winter you start to look out in that first frost and, and all of a sudden the grass it stops growing way before we ever go have cold weather. We'll we'll say, This is about the last time I'm gonna cut grass this year. Why? Because the, 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 the world is already sensing that it's coming and it starts to slow down and you're like winter won't be far away. Winter's coming. In the spring, we don't have a problem with it because, because all of a sudden we walk out one day and everything just goes like boom. It just starts turning green and and, and flowers and buds start coming out and, and we start seeing insects start flying around and and for us at our house, it's the walls. We know when the walls start moving, it is spring is coming. Winter has ended. When you talk about fall, that's easy because there's fruit and there's everything that you're it's time to pick. It's it's a season. But summer just kind of transitions from somewhere in spring, it just starts to get warmer. The rain stops coming as often. And then sooner or later you just look at one another and you just kind of look at each other and say, Looks like it's done got to be summertime. It looks like it's just got to be summertime. It's not warm, it's hot. It doesn't rain nearly enough, and when it does, it's hot. And when it gets through raining, it seems like it evaporates and is warm coming up and warm going down. All you think about is snow cones or swimming pools, and people that would never want to buy a swimming pool start looking at Walmart and start thinking, we need a swimming pool. You'll start seeing them pop up in yards all over the place, little round swimming pools, just, just something that ain't hardly big enough for me to get in, but man, they'll just sit there and soak like a whale. Why? Because it's summertime and I'm looking for any type of relief that I can get. And, and and there's other changes that are taking place. Listen, the surface starts to change. It starts to get dry. The ground starts to crack. Everything on the surface level from an inch deep or so, it starts to just lose all of its moisture and, 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 and you start to think to yourself, man, this is not what I intended This is not what I expected. I expected to have the promise, and then I expected to get the fruit. I expected God to say, we're going to do it, and then I expected God to hurry up and do it. Nobody likes summer. But there's things that take place in the summertime in our lives that are some of the most important things that we need to learn. Listen. What's happening in the summertime is that the roots of your life are learning to reach and learning to expand like never before. In the spring, when all that, all that rain and all that ice from winter and everything starts to melt and, and, and what's happening is it's loosening up just enough of that ground and it starts to spark in the spring headed into the summer, that, that top level of water starts to go deeper and deeper and deeper. And what happens is you think roots are, are like, you know, they're just dumb things. But no, no, they have a, they have a mind of their own. Some of the most funnest things I enjoy doing is going hiking. And I've gone hiking in places where you'll see one tree growing on top of a rock and it'll burrow through the rock to get to, to dirt. Just, just to hold on. Just roots will fight to get to where they need to be. Roots will fight. If you don't believe it, just pour a slab. You'll be amazed how strong grass is. It will come through. It will fight its way through. It will find a way. Why? Because the roots of something during the summertime, when you think there's nothing happening, there is something happening. There's a growth that's taking place. The water is getting further away. So the roots are pushing out and trying to keep up with them, trying to keep up with the water that's getting away from it, trying to keep up with what seems like it needs as its source during this time, it's why the Bible tells us to faint not. The Bible tells us to hold on during this season. That's why the Bible speaks time and time again. In, in, in fact, listen, during this season, this is when we in our lives begin to start complaining. Now, winter is something to complain about, but it really doesn't do any good, does it? You ever have somebody in winter... When they're in wintertime and, and they start complaining, what do they usually tell you? Well, there ain't no sense in talking about it. There ain't nothing we can do about it. Right? That's winter. Winter's where you just got stuck there. It is what it is. You just, you had the baby, so you just wants to learn how to wipe the rear end. It is what it is. You ain't getting out of it. It's, it's, it just it is. But summer's different. Summer is like winter, but it comes with a choice. Summer comes with a choice of whether or not the roots will decide to pursue or whether the roots will decide to give up. In this time, it's why in our lives we start to complain and we start to say phrases like this. That are very dangerous during this time. Because in spring, remember now, in spring, we were going to do this ministry. In spring, we were going to change the world. In spring, we were going to build camps. In the spring, we were going to do it, man. I'm telling you, we're going to finish it. Nothing's going to stop us. But then summer hits, and now it's getting hot, and it's long, and it's drudgerous. And, and all of a sudden, out of your mouth, a phrase will come, and it sounds something like this. A promise delayed just might be a promise denied. Maybe God just didn't want me to have it. Maybe it's just, it just wasn't God's will. Now three months ago, you were jumping up and down. Three months ago, you were ready to sell everything and move to Ethiopia. Three months ago, you had it all going on. But now, all of a sudden, nothing seems to be happening there's a little bit of fruit, but it's green. You can't eat it. It, it, It's it's not doing anything. It it don't seem like it's growing. It seems real slow. I mean, it came up real quick, leaves real quick. And now it's just this slow process. And and half the time I look at the leaves and some of them are starting to fall off and and they're withering and it don't look like it got enough water. And, And I think the whole thing's just going to die. This is what separates people that can accomplish things for God. And people who cannot. It's not the spring that separates us. It's not the winter that separates us. And Lord knows we all love to pick a harvest. We'll write books about our harvest. But it's the summer. It's when you have a hope of a promise, but you can't touch it yet. And you can't get it yet. And it seems like everything on the surface, everything you're looking at, It's not pointing your direction. You you think we need more rain. We we need more rain. And even when it does rain, the ground's so hard and and it's so hot that it just, and the leaves will perk up just for about a second or two or half a day, and then you'll think it's not working. And in your life, listen to me, Summer is one of the most important because what it's doing, it's testing the roots. And a promise delayed does not mean that a promise has been denied. Go with me to Galatians 6, verses 7 through 9. If this ain't good for you, it's great for me. Galatians 6, 7 through 9, this is what he says. The Apostle Paul trying to talk to churches who are going through Summers. Yeah, they got started. Yeah, great miracles. Yeah, the book of Acts. And then all of a sudden now there's this, there's this process by which we just have to live it. And people are dying around us, and people are being persecuted around us, and we got new preachers coming in, preaching new theologies around us, and all this stuff is going on, and it's getting long, and it's and Jesus hadn't come back yet. You said Jesus would be back any day now, and we've been waiting at least a year or two, and three years, and sometimes ten years, and Jesus hasn't come back yet, Paul. What is going on? And Paul says, Do not be deceived. God is not what? Mark. For whatsoever a man. So's... That shall he also reap. He said, listen, from Genesis on, whatever you sow, you're going to reap. It it, it is God has established that there is seed time and there is going to be harvest. So it's a promise. It ain't to make you feel bad. It's to tell you that if you promised something good, if you sowed something good, if you sowed something that was worth it, then don't worry. There's a harvest that's worth it coming. There's something better coming on your way. If you raise your children praying over them, if you raise your kids praying over them and taking them to church. Don't you worry. Whatever was sowed in the dark, whatever was sowed and promised in the dark, don't you worry. It will come up in its due time. Some of y'all ain't sure of that. Summer's been long. But don't be deceived. God is not for whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Listen to what he says. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows of the Spirit will reap life everlasting. And let us not grow weary in what? That's summer. Don't grow weary in the work, in the cultivating, dragging the water hose, doing all you can, keeping it alive, keeping the bugs off. Doing everything you can. Why? Let us not grow weary in doing good. For in due, fall is coming. You're not there yet, but fall is coming. And in due season, you will reap it if you don't do what? If you don't faint. If you don't lose heart. Whatever translation you got. If you don't quit. If you don't stop. If you don't pull back. If you don't just walk away from it and say, "Ah, it's never going to produce. Ah, It looks like it's half dead anyway. I know it says fruit tree. I know it says it's supposed to produce fruit. But I, I don't believe it anymore. What what has happened in my life? what, What has caused me to do that? Listen, it's something taking place at that moment that's so important in your life. In the spiritual side, look at it this way. Just like a plant during the summer is stretching out. In fact, it starts to reach its roots out in every direction and it starts to pull as deep as it can to get as many nutrients as it can at that time. Can I tell you that at the summertime of your life, what is happening is, is that what you put into yourself in winter and what was poured into you in spring and the time you spent reading your Bible and the time you spent in prayer and the time you spent cultivating your relationship with Christ, summer is where the relationship with Him is established. Summer is where everybody gets to see whether or not you really do believe in Christ or whether it was just a lot of water at what time of your life, whether it was just a lot of fun whenever was no trouble and no problems and no struggle but when the summer comes you will find out how the root system of your life works you will find out whether or not you put enough word in you that when everybody else says you can't you're like oh no i still feel that i can oh no i still believe that i'm able oh no the promise is still true i am not going to let go now listen Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Go with me to Matthew 13. I'll show it to you another way. Matthew 13, verses 18 through 23. All right. Therefore, hear the parable of the what? The sower. So look at the person beside you and say, listen. Jesus has already done told them a few verses before. There's some people that will hear this and can't hear it. And there's some people that will see that can't see it. He said, but you who are true disciples can hear what I'm fixing to say and you can understand what I'm fixing to tell you. And he says, so listen to the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who receives seed by the wayside or on hard ground. We understand that one. We, we, we try to share something with somebody, and it's like they just, oh, I don't want to hear that. That's pretty simple. That's, that's one that we just know. That's the people we can easily pick out and the people we can easily understand. But now, notice the second one is not someone that the seed did not go in or the fact that the seed did not grow. They had a great winter. They had a great spring. But they had a horrible summer. Listen to what he says. But he who received the seed on stony ground and in stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. So you ever meet anybody? I mean, here you've been a child of God for 48 years. And it's like, man, I'm just I'm I just don't seem like I ever get ahead, don't I? And here's this one person that gets saved and it seems like next week they're preaching, the next week they're on the stage singing, the next week they're 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 giving their testimony and somebody wants to do two book deals with them. And it's like, come on, man. They this person ain't been saved three weeks. And and they already are ahead of me, and, and Pastor Lot's mentioned them in sermons, and I mean it just seems like, man, they have just got it going on. And no, Pastor Lot won't even look my he don't even shake my hand anymore. I know none of y'all feel that way. I'm just saying it may get that way. You ever, you ever meet people that just seem like they just shoot up? We love to find that. The Kanye West of the world. I mean, three weeks after being saved, he wants to be president. Like, you, you might want to slow it down just a hair. And we're like, man, look at them, they're going, man, they're doing it. Well, Be careful. Be very careful of people that, that shoot up quickly. Listen, to what he says. But he who receives the seed on stone is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no, he has no root in himself. He hasn't enough nutrients. He doesn't have enough root system. He hasn't grown deep enough and strong enough to handle what it is he has in his mind that he wants to do. Yet he has no root in himself but endures only for a... You ever meet any of those? Kanye's? They fall by as the fast as they come up. I watch them all the time. They'll have them on CNN. They'll have them on... TBN. I'm on every Christian network. Oh, this movie star got saved. You know, it, it was it was even uh who was it a while back? I can't remember. But every month or two, you'll see a new movie star. That will Jane Fonda. That was it a while back. I mean, Jane Fonda was as far from God as you could. And all of a sudden, one day, she got saved. They had her on TV. That lasted about three weeks. And she was right back to doing what she. And I thought, why did y'all put her? We can't help ourselves, can we? we? We love to watch it come. We just want to see it grow fast. And man, they're going to... But he said, be careful because the problem is it, it, it looks good here, but there's no there's no roots. And in the summertime, it's your root system that will keep you alive. It's how deep your roots and how they're touching water, how they're reaching moisture underneath the ground so that when everything else is dry, when everything else is dark, that's okay. They're still good. Yet he has no root in himself but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises, when somebody hurts their feelings or something happens and something takes place in their life, I'm, I know this ain't knowing of you, but I'm just saying you'll meet these people. There are people that get their feelings hurt. Something's going to happen and they'll be ready to quit only because they don't have any roots under the ground. no roots to sustain them when trouble comes. For when tribulation and persecution arise, because because of the word, remember the promise? You got a promise that something was going to happen. You got a promise, the promise of the word. And he said, you're telling people that, man, I'm telling you, it's going to be all right. Oh, it ain't going to be all right. You're taking persecution because of the word. And there's a summer coming, guys, in this old world. And for some of us Christians that are going to make it through it, listen to me, it'll be because of your root system. It'll be because of how much you've hid the Word in your heart. Not where everybody can see it, but where you hid it in your heart, where you put it deep down in you, so that quitting is never an option, stopping is never an option. Uh, somebody asked me a while ago, they said, we're going to make it, and I said, yeah, we're going to make it, either feet first or head first. I said, one way or the other, we're going to make it why because because you're past quitting You're fully committed. There is no other options. There is no plan B in life. There is no, it's just me and God. We're going to go through this. I I built that root system a long time ago. I I wouldn't trade it for the world. I moved 10 to 12 times when I was growing up. I don't remember any of my teachers' names. I don't remember any people I grew up in school with. I don't remember, but I knew one thing. Me and Jesus walked in every day, and me and Jesus walked out every day. And me and Jesus got on every yellow little school bus, and me and Jesus loaded every U-Haul. And we walked through life together and what he was teaching me and that he says Tim I'm not hurting you I'm growing you I'm putting you through stuff and I know you don't like it right now but down the road you're going to be able to handle things that most people can't handle there's going to be a grit about you that others will admire about you but they don't know where it comes from they don't know why you're so committed to God and all that God wants to do but you understand that when there was nothing else in my life when I didn't have anything else to keep me alive when I had nothing else to sustain me God came through and said I will sustain you if I am for you who dare be against you Tim so I love him more than my kids and I love him more than my wife and I love him more than you and I love him more than anything else in this world he is everything and all to me he is the only thing that sustains me he's the only thing I trust in he's the only thing I depend on I don't know what you depend on when, when summer comes. I don't know what you depend on. But Joshua made it clear, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Whatever's coming, whatever's going to take place, I don't care what offer you give. I don't care what thing you throw in front of me. We're going to serve the Lord. As nice as this. Now he who receives a seed among the thorns is he who hears the word. but see, nobody is nobody's prepared it there, there's only so much moisture, there's only so much and there's a reason why you hoe around. There's a reason why you pull up all the stuff that grows around. why Because you don't want it robbing the moisture that needs to be from here. It's meant to grow the fruit. but he said, listen, you, you didn't want to do that why? But the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke out the word. In other words, you started to love money and love what stuff can get you and love that more than you love God. Let me just be very honest. If you know me, I'll eat potted meat sandwiches every day and drive a Ford Pinto if I can do what God's called me to do. Now, not everybody, none, most of you may kind of do that you got a certain level you have to be at to have God working in your life. But I'm going to tell you something. The cares of this world, one of these days when you meet God, he's going to say, you could have done a lot more if you hadn't been so greedy with what I gave you. If you hadn't have been so stinking spoiled, there could have been a lot more fruit come off of your tree. But there was too much I, not enough me. Is this Okay. I told you this is not my favorite season. This, this, this is nobody's favorite season. You want to go back, you want me to go back and preach spring again like I did last week and have people on the altar? That was good, wasn't it? We had people getting saved, everything. was wonderful. Boy, I love spring, but I hated to break it to them. I wanted to go by every one of them and summer's coming. You better you better get home and get in that Bible. You better get home and get to praying. You better get you better get that you better get that TV channel changed on some Christian network. You better get something in you because you ain't staying here forever. Man, if I could preach that, I I man I could I could double this church in no time. If I could put an ad in the paper tomorrow and say, "Come to All Seasons. We're offering trouble free, problem free." We have, the, we have the relationship with Christ that will make everything good every day of your life. Man, we'd we double this place. Problem is they'd all get mad at me when stuff didn't quite go like they thought it would and they start bringing these complaints to me. I always tell them about the people on TBN and other things. They preach that stuff, but they ain't come to the hospital and visit you when you gave them thirty nine ninety nine and you still got sick. They know nowhere to be found. They done found another testimony. They done found somebody else that got healed. They done found something else. They done left you behind. Because as sure as there's a spring, and sure as there's a winter, as sure as there's a harvest, you will have to learn to endure your summers. One of my favorite, and, and so we know the last one is good seed. It grows in Good ground and produces, and I love how he says this. But he who receives in good ground, who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit, produces some. Look at the person beside you and say a hundred times what you are. Look at the person and say maybe sixty times what you are. If if it really bad, you might be thirty times what you are. I take that for the rest of my life. If I died and somebody said, well, you know, Tim was 10, he, he, was, he was 30 times what he was just by himself. By the time he was born to nothing and by the time he died, he'd done tripled and tripled and tripled himself. That ain't bad. I may not make a 100. I may not be Billy Graham or T.D. Jakes, or but I can make a 30. At least I can make 30. That's the lowest he got went to. He said, he said if you're going to produce fruit, at least produce 30%. At least your kids and your grandkids and the people you live next door to and the people you play golf with, the people you go out to eat with and vacation with, at least at least change their lives. At least put a, produce enough fruit they get to eat off your tree. Go with me to Isaiah. Isaiah 55, 6 through 7. I'm going to share this with you. One of my favorite plants in the world, and you'll have to study this yourself, is corn. Corn is one of my favorite plants. I guess because I've done life long enough now, I understand. Corn will, will surprise you. It will surprise Corn will, will, will come up one day and just shoot up about a foot. Like, boom, boy, you're thinking, yeah, this stuff's just this fishing to go. And it'll stop. It just stops. And it'll grow a ring. And it'll shoot up again. And you're like, oh, that corn's coming on up. But, and it'll stop and grow another ring. And it'll keep, and it'll just keep doing that over and over. And it's like, sooner or later, it's got to get there. And, and you think to yourself, why it, why doesn't it just grow? Because as the roots are stretching and, and creating a ball, you ever pulled a, the plant up after it's old, you know, like an old cornstalk. I mean, you just pull it up. It's like this big old ball, just like this big weighty, we used to take them and 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 we could use them as spears and like take the end of them and like throw them at people when we was playing it with kids. I don't urge any kids, I'm telling you, don't do that. Just saying you there was some misfits years ago that I knew that did it. But I mean it's just a huge ball at the end, man. Dirt come on, you pull up dirt, everything with it, man. You just you could whack somebody with that thing. Why does it take so? Why does it do? It? Because it realizes that the ears of corn that it's fixing to produce. If it has ten ears of corn, six ears of corn, and they're this long and they weigh what they weigh, there's no way the stalk can just shoot up straight. It won't have the strength to handle the weight of the ears of the corn that's going to grow. It knows within itself, I have to stop and I gotta swell up. I gotta stop and I gotta swell up. I gotta stop. But every time I grow another ring, I'm telling myself, I can handle a little more weight than I used to. I can handle a little more than I was before. I love, you have to do the study of corn. And and so it's just a beautiful understanding of how God grows us. And it seems like, God, we're not getting there fast enough. Just just keep sucking up those nutrients. Just keep growing. Because in due season, you will reap if you faint not. Isaiah 55, 6 and 7 says this, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way. Let the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord. He will have mercy on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Do you get that? There are times in your life where God is not as near Did you get it? Go back to to verse 6. Did you get it? See, spring doesn't always stay. The promise doesn't always stay. God told Moses, go get my people out and gave him Aaron and gave him a rod. And then next thing you know, Moses is crying like, they told us to make bricks with no straw. What have you done? What have you got me into? Why? Because God doesn't always stay you're going to have to learn how to dig deep enough so at those moments when the doctor says something or life brings something that you know I'm rooted I'm going to walk through this season I'm going to turn this moment into a blessing by the end seek the Lord while he may be found During the spring, during the winter, during the time, load up. Put all let God put as many nutrients in you as he can. In the summer, when you start feeling the water pull away from you and he draws away, go after him. Go after him. Don't don't just say, Oh well, you know, God, I don't seem like God's talking to me. Go find him. Tinny wrote a book a while back, made him famous. God chasers. That's all he wrote about, chasing after God. And I thought, that's new? Tommy Tenney. And I thought, that's new? But it was, because the whole generation grew up not chasing him, not going after him, not, not pursuing him. And it was new. Hey, we need to start praying again. We need to start. And he just shared a few of his testimonies of church services where God... Poured out his spirit and and they're like they're like we just pursued God we just pursued you know what it was it was a summer it was summertime and you had to make a choice whether you were going to stretch out and go after God or you're going to draw in and just say oh well it just just must not be my time we're building a camp during COVID how dumb is that. There's never a good time. There's never a right time. There's just a God time. When he says, if you seek me, you'll find me. If you knock, I'll answer. But that's summer. That's the time when it seems like, I need more. Listen, summer will either bring two results in your life. I see it all the time. Summer will bring either two results in life. number one, you'll give up on the promise of your spring. You'll give up on your promise of what God told you you could have and you could be what you could be free from, where you could live or the life you could have. You'll give up on it. You'll just say it must not be, must not be meant for me. And if some of you in this room, it hurts because there's things in your life that it wasn't God who gave up, it was you. Somewhere and it just got hot and it got long and it never seemed like it was going to happen. And somewhere I quit praying about it, I quit reading about it, I quit telling God about it, I, I quit spreading scriptures and speaking to God and telling God, here's what you wrote. I, I just quit somewhere in there, I quit pursuing with my roots after God. And I just decided... Promise delayed must be a promise denied. Or, number two, you'll learn to pull deep. You'll learn to pull deep from your roots, and you'll learn to draw strength when nobody else can find strength. It may just be one kid that you'll bump into. It may just be one moment. You will pull from anything you can. I, during this time, I've been going along and, and, and there'll be a preacher come up to me. I know the first time I shared it, he just walked up to me and, 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 and just stuck $100 or two in my pocket and just said, hey, I'm praying for you. And, and that, you would think, what's, what's that going to do in the problem I got? But it was, it was just a little bit of a drop of water. It was just something that just said, we're going to get there. It might just be one person that just looked at me and said, hey, we, we're in this with you. We're, we're going to do it. And I was just like, it wasn't no gallons of water. It wasn't somebody just coming up. It was just enough to keep me realizing, just keep, Stretching to him. Keep reaching. Keep moving. My whole life has been about just stretching and moving to the next thing that God's put in front of me. Stretching and moving. That's what I've tried to teach. If I've taught anything at all seasons about your life and what you can do and what you can be and, and how far you can go in your life, and your marriage, or whatever it may be, whatever it is God has dreamed for you, I want you to know you can do it. If God gave you a spring and said it can happen, then don't you worry during summer, you just hang in there. You just keep growing you keep stretching and don't you worry fall is coming there's coming a time when you will reap a harvest if you do not faint well, brother lord how do i if i if i choose this well if i if i give up on my promise let me just tell you you'll lose your harvest you'll forfeit your harvest well, what if I pull deep? Then you'll learn what it is to be secure in Jesus. You ever meet people that you just know, man, they just, I don't matter what's going on. they just secure in Christ. They just got it. You know, grandma so-and-so or papa so or, you know, we used to have those people in the church. They were just secure. You know what it was? They went through enough stuff. Their, ne- their roots were so deep that quitting or slowing down or uh, it's, even if something was going on, it's, oh, don't you worry about that. God will fix it. God will come through. I've heard my mother say that so many times. I remember one time in Montgomery, probably one of the most dramatic moments of my life doing this. We'd got to Montgomery, Alabama. The clutch in the truck had burned out trying to get there in a U-Haul. We, we pulled up with it smoking. We got out. This was the parsonage. It was Saturday night. We didn't have no food. We walked in the house, and all the furniture that was in there was just some beds with no mattress, up, and all our stuff still packed, everything. It was one couch, and I remember us sitting on that one couch. We just sat there, nothing to cook, nothing to do, all us kids. Mom, Dad, just talking. Well, D. Whip, we're going to have to. Right? And D-Whip, Dad's like, well, Jane, I, like I don't know what else you want me to do. Huh? Somebody needs to be a grown-up in this room. I'm starving to death. I just drove four hours to Montgomery, Alabama and walked into a house with no heart and no furniture and and nothing in there. And And mom and dad said, well, let's just pray. God's going to take care of us. I can hear them talk. God's going to take care of us. Us kids were all like, no, I'm telling you, we're going to die. And Mama just said, no, God, don't you worry. God's, has God ever failed us? She'd always thought, has God ever failed us? I said, I don't know. If he had, you wouldn't have told me. <laughs> we got to pray It wasn't 30 minutes later. Somebody knocked on the door. Pastor L- Lott, we we... We knew y'all were coming. We weren't sure what time, but we wanted to come by because we was afraid y'all wouldn't have anything. And they walk in with like four or five bags of groceries. I see that smile on my mom's face. Told you. Told you. I've seen people like that in my life. And growing up, I wanted my root system to be like that. I wanted my life to resemble that, that, that the Daniels of the world, when they're lowering you in a lion's den, you're like, it's okay, king. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego walking toward fire, it's like, it's okay. If he don't pr- bring us out, it's okay. Just just let it be known he's still God. I grew up mourning, and God said, to have that, Tim, you've got to him, you gotta endure the summer's. All those summers I put you through were not to hurt you. They were so your roots could handle all the weight that's coming your way. And I'm glad today I've got it because because here recently, I've got a seemed like a lot of fruit or something coming off because there's a lot of weight. And it's okay. Somebody's like, is there anything I can do for you? No. Not right now. It's just nothing. I mean, everybody's doing all they can do. And I appreciate all the prayer. But the only thing right now that holds it together is that my root system is deep enough to know we're going to be okay. Can't nobody else tell you that, can they? Can't nobody hug you and tell you that? Can't nobody put their arm around you you? Only God can come into your life and say, it's going to be all right. That's why it says he can stick closer than a brother. There's two reasons summer will come into your life, though. And I I hate to bring this up, but I need to. There's the summer that I described right now, the summer that God has given you a promise, God has given you something, a future, God has given you something beautiful to pursue, and, and, and you don't want to lose that. But go back with me to Psalms 32 again. And I want you to realize that the psalm that I read to you, that scripture I read to you, was not about that kind of summer. This was a summer where his roots were not deep. To where he felt like that vine that's growing on rocks and he can't find dirt. And he feels like he's dying. See, there's two kinds of summer. There's a summer, I I know it's painful and I hate to go, but I know I'm going to a destination. Then there's a summer that God holds you in a place of misery because He knows that you're going to die if I don't fix you. If I don't hold you here, you're going to die. You know what you've been doing? You know what nobody else knows that you've been doing? what you've been thinking about, what you've been... And I don't I don't even want to have to bring this up, but I have to. Because some of you in a long summer, it's like, oh, it's just so dry. It's a, and, and your mind goes to, I need to do this. And, I, and God says, I'm holding you here because what I'm trying to do is to get you to realize you got to pursue me. Train your roots to go after me and quit deciding like the vine in Matthew that I'm going to just look good. Until one day I die, you doing okay? I'm doing fine, Pastor. Man, I'm telling you, never better. Whatever happened to so and so? I don't know, man. I heard they ran off with somebody, and it was just bad. It was just wow, really? How did that happen? I saw them two weeks ago. They said they were fine. They wasn't fine. All oh, the outside looked great. And this is what David says. Blessed is he whose transgression is. Blessed is the one who finally decides, I've been in summer long. I'm ready for some rain. I'm ready for God to come and, and answer some stuff. I'm tired of this summer that I brought on myself. Whose sin is covered. That's how he says this. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity and whose spirit there is no deceit. When I kept silent, think about it. How you doing? Man, look at me. I'm doing good. Made more money last year than I ever have. How you doing? Man, never better. Got any better? I had to start selling some of it. How you doing? When I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all day long. When you see someone who's living a life and you're like, man, they just seem like they're not. There's one thing you can trust me, they're not. They have to carry every day what might come out, what might happen. The lie I told last night, can I match it to the lie I gotta tell today? Can I can I can I put on this image one more time or just so I can go get locked up in a house and, and get wasted or whatever I gotta do just to get through another day? Blessed is the person who finally comes to God and says, God, cover my sin forgive me, who stops being silent and realizes that your bones were not meant to groan all day long. Verse 4, for day and night your hand, Not it ain't the devil now, don't, I don't want you to think it was the devil, God's holding you in the summer. God's the one that got you miserable. God making me miserable. Yep, he loves you that much. He said, you just stay miserable until you finally realize that what you're doing is going to kill you. And I do not want that to happen. Like a good parent, I'll I'll let you be mad at me, but you can't go to the party. You may never love me again, but you can't go to that party. I'm willing to as a dad say, if you don't like me, it's okay. But I'm going to hold you here. And I'm going to keep my hand heavy on you. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. Will you stand? There are two summers that you will go through, two summers that you may be experiencing right now. I'm in one. The promise is way past. the. It's going to happen is way, way gone. I done done the videos, done done the, done done the tours. Ain't but one thing left now. It's that long summer stretch where you work and You're out there by yourself sometimes, Kenneth, and it's like anybody else even care. I mean, I'm out here by myself. There's 400 people in my church. I'm here by myself. What did I get into? I'm just, I'm just telling you. I'm being honest with you. It'll happen because old devil's gonna put his arm around me at a certain moment. He's gonna say, Tim, look, those people just don't love you. Those people let you die right here on this floor probably wouldn't even spend 10 minutes thinking about you before they want another preacher. Oh, me and him will have these conversations because summer, in summer, I have all those long days of summer and I'm like, get away from me. I got I to keep reaching. There's a destiny I got to get to. If you're in that, don't worry, fall is coming. Don't worry, fall's coming. As sure as there's a spring and as sure as there's a winter, as sure as there's a summer, there's a fall. His promises do not fall short and His promises do not come up short in any way. But maybe you're the other person in here and maybe your summer is not because you've been trying to get somewhere. Maybe your summer is because God has stuck you somewhere. And I can promise you His It won't just go away. God's not going to take His hand off of you. You, 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 You're going to keep looking for it and maybe reaching over here or run to the bar over here or go to a friend's house over here. You're just going to keep looking, but I'm going to tell you something, it won't ever fix that drought that's in your life. One famous alcoholic said it best, I've never found the answer at the bottom of the bottle. You just get another bottle. There's never going to be that hit that you're going to get. That's finally going to be when you come to that time, you're going to say, I don't need no more of them. It's never going to happen. There's never going to be a movie you can watch, a person you can talk to, a Facebook person you can find, a friend you can... There's not going to be anything that you're ever going to find that's going to take this drought out of your life. And I'm not trying to make you miserable. I'm trying to tell you God wants your seasons to be headed somewhere. He doesn't want your seasons just to be wasted. God says, for you, it's time to turn it over to me. David knew well what it was like to carry the weight of a sin, of killing somebody, the weight of cheating on somebody's wife, the weight of of all of that. And when, when he finally got there, he said, my bones hurt. He said, I'm just weighed down all the time because I'm always thinking, does anybody know? Is somebody finding out? Is this going on? Is this happening? Is this... The problem is not in the doing. We all make mistakes. I'm good at it. The problem is staying there. If you're in this room today, God says, don't stay there. Confess. Say, God, this is not what I'm supposed to be and where I'm supposed to be. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of what I've done. I'm turning. I want my seasons to matter. I want to produce that hundred, that sixty, that thirty my life was meant to do. If you're in this room today, and that's you, as you just every head is bowed. I want I just feel like I want you to acknowledge something. You need to make a step. You don't have to come to the altar this morning, but God is really impressed on me. I just want you, if you're in this room, you say, Pastor, that's me. I'm that person. I'm just fighting him. I don't know why I'm fighting him. I just keep hoping that it'll just work out anyway, but it's not going to. And I'm tired of fighting. I'm I'm ready to walk with him again. If you're in this room, I want you just to slip your hand up. Nobody's looking. Every head's bowed. I just want you to raise that hand and say, God, I'm tired of fighting it. I'm not here to try to, so everybody notices. I'm just, it's dark in the room. Everybody's head's bowed. I'm just, I'm acknowledging right now. That's me. I just, I'm tired of fighting you. Praise God. I saw hands go up all over. We all hit moments of our life where we just think, if I stay here long enough, if I remain here, it'll just go away like David of old. If I I don't tell nobody and nobody figures it out, it'll be okay. But it, it isn't. Because God knows and He loves us too much. Right where you are, I'm just going to pray this prayer. And I want you to pray it in your spirit and speak to God. Father, for those things that I have have not laid down in front of you, those things that you have brought as a summer in my life and have held me here. And I just keep getting angrier because you won't remove it or angrier because you won't just fix it. And you're trying to teach me that this summer in my life was meant to help me, help bring me out, help retrain me, to refocus me. So that I would learn to grow. I would read again and I would pray again and I would seek you again. God, I surrender afresh and unto you. I'm gonna open my Bible this week. I'm gonna to pray to you this week. I'm gonna spend time just thanking you this week. I'm gonna dig deep again. Forgive me of what I've done, of where I failed. Thank you for being with me when I turn towards you. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. God bless you. Hey, go give that old devil fits.